Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you ask me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara. Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Live and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's totally going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. I had some 
offers from a lot like bigger, more predominant schools. Yeah. But really just fell in love with the area, fell in love with the coaches, the way they developed players and got them drafted. So it was it was a good fit for me. I at the time I don't know if I was ready to go out of state or anything maturity wise. I don't know, but it worked out well for me there. Was it ever a thought to you to go somewhere else, like to the Midwest or maybe East Coast? Yeah. Um, more West Coast. Yeah. Uh, or like Arizona or California, like down at USC and stuff like that. But um, it was a pretty easy decision for me. And then in uh, football, my senior year, I tore my ACL. So Yikes. I was nervous that they might pull scholarship or anything like that. But yeah. they're great with me. So. Well, that's great. And then, of course, during your time there at Cal Poly, you just mentioned uh, when we started, you played for the San Luis Obispo Blues that first summer after your freshman year. Do you remember any fond moments from that summer with the San Luis Obispo Blues, given it was, like, way back, like 15 years ago? Yeah, I remember. So the coach, Larry Lee, at Cal Poly, just kind of wanted to get some of the incoming freshmen to play for the Blues so he could kind of not scout, but just watch and play and help develop them. Um, so even when I was in school, I would go over on the weekends and play, like, a game and then drive home. Um, yeah, I remember my first game, I hit a home run. It was, like, one of the first times with a wooden bat, you know? Yeah. It was out that, I think it's called Shinshimer, the old... Right, yeah. Is that where they still play? Still, yep, 15 years later, still the same name. Yeah, so, I mean, I had a lot of good memories, and that was kind of the first, say, like, road trips... Um, yeah. That I, you know, gone up to Salinas or wherever it was, like just a different experience playing, playing first time playing with older guys. You know, I mean, there's guys out of college playing, you know, going over there at 18 years old. So right. it was a fun experience. Now, obviously, you played in the big leagues, so you adjusted well to the wooden bat. But at the time, I wasn't adjusting to a wooden bat as opposed to a metal bat during the spring days and playing in college ball. Yeah, I mean, we would try to use them at practice. Um, I wasn't really like a draft out of high school guy. Right. I was never like, I don't think I would have been taken very high if I showed interest in it anyway. So some of the guys, you know, they would practice more with that to get a feel for it, but it's definitely a big adjustment. Oh, yeah. And do you remember what you guys did that year as a team that summer with the Blues? I know we played pretty well. I know uh, Santa Barbara at the time was really good. Oh, yeah. I didn't, so I played sporadically, and then I didn't go to, I think it was in Wichita, right? They do the... Right. Yeah, so I didn't go to Wichita with the team, so I'm not sure how they finished up, but it was a good experience. Wow, and then, of course, you end up getting drafted after uh, college or your time at Cal Poly. Do you remember what you were doing that day when you got drafted by the Sox in 2008? Yeah, so we had a house with a couple baseball buddies, you know, teammates yeah. um, over in San Luis, and then... My family came over. Um, so back then, it was, I don't know, I think it was all like in one day. You know, now they split it up like yeah. this now. So I remember the draft, I don't know if it started at like noon or something, but my brother-in-law, my dad, my buddies, we all went golfing over. I think we played the Avila Beach golf course that day. I can't remember where, but um, then we just went back to the house barbecue stuff like that and, um, they, they just televised the first round and everything else after that right. was just online so we were just watching on the computer you know you get these 
conversations with scouts and GMs, like, hey, if you're still around by our, this pick, you know, we're taking you, and then some of those didn't happen, so you're kind of going through the teams, like, who needs this position and that, but it was, uh, it was stressful yeah. a little bit. We, we, we got done golfing, I think, before the draft even started. We were trying to, because I knew I wasn't going to be, like, a first-round pick, maybe end of the second, third round, so... We were trying to get out of the house for a while while that was going on, but we finished so fast. So we were just sitting at the house watching it with friends and family. Well, at least you had a plan going in. What, what was your expectation that day? Was it like almost, like you just mentioned, you didn't expect to go in at least the first round, maybe not the second round, but like what was the expectation going in? Were you prepared either way if you were going to get drafted or not? I was pretty confident I was going to get drafted, you know, in the first five rounds. Um but there was a chance with a couple teams at the end of the second round that were probably not too realistic, but right. was just kind of hoping for, and then end up going to the White Sox didn't have a second round pick uh, that year, so it was the second pick for them, but it was in the third round. So, so what, what do you think was the biggest learning curve? I always find this interesting, like the biggest learning curve when it, when you go from playing college ball to being in the minor leagues, because minor league baseball. From what I hear, I can't speak firsthand, but it seems like a completely different animal. Yeah, it's different. You know, uh, college, like obviously you want to perform as an individual, but it's a lot more team-based, um, and it's a lot less diverse, you know. So you go on to minor league baseball, especially the low-level minor leagues. It's like, it's, you know, some of the first time you're around people from different cultures and different ages, um, speaking Spanish, you know, different languages, right. trying to fit in, you know, and be a good teammate. The travel's not always best, you know, like everyone says, the long bus rides and hotels. Um, fortunately for me, I was able to move up pretty quick and um, I had a lot of good times. I was basically in North Carolina, like all my minor leagues, yeah. and I really left that area, so... So did you play, obviously they have Birmingham AA and then Charlotte AAA. You got both those experiences? Yeah, so my break, right after the draft, I went to Rookie Ball in Great Falls, Montana, and then to Loe in Kannapolis, North Carolina. And then my first full year, I spent the whole season in High A Ball, which was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we didn't have a stadium, so we played at Wake Forest <laughs> College there. Wow. And then uh, my second year, yeah, I started in AA for a couple months, then went to AAA, and then got called up in September when the roster expanded. Yeah, and what, what would you say was the hardest transition going from AAA to the big leagues? Because obviously minor league baseball is its own animal in its own right, but then, of course, major league baseball, also a completely different entity. What was the biggest transition going from AAA to MLB and then from MLB back to AAA? Yeah, so I played... About a year and a half straight. Um, I'd say the biggest transition was the, like I was splitting time, you know, like I'm used right. to playing every day, getting consistent at-bats. We had a left-handed third baseman as well as me. We kind of platoon, like I would play against lefties, or I would go in at the end of the game if we were winning for defense. Right. So I really wasn't playing a ton, you know, for a while there until I took over a full-time role. Um, so that was a big adjustment. And then even jumping forward when I went to the Pirates, being in a National League, um, I, re- I wasn't like a consistent starter. I would just spot start maybe like once a week or something. So it was like 
trying to develop a routine to be ready to pinch hit for the pitcher or whatever it was. You know, like the pitcher struggling is probably going to get pulled in the second or third inning, so I need to go get loose. Like I was kind of that first pinch hitter that kind of would save the bigger, you know, yeah. better players for the end of the game. So I was always kind of like that first pinch hitter if something got in trouble. So that was a big adjustment for me. Wow. And, and for you, I, again, not many people can – say this September 2010 your first hit was actually also your first big league home run do you actually remember that entire sequence or is it kind of all of a blur right now I mean I definitely remember the moment for sure you kind of just black out running the bases you know yeah. you have like it's not so much anxiety you really take in that moment but it's just one of those things like you just kind of black out you remember the moment and the highlight but at the time it's like you don't even know what you're feeling Right, you're kind of like just up in the air, like on cloud nine. Do you, I have it right here. Do you remember who it was against? Yeah, Bruce Chen. Bruce so Chen, baby. Yeah, and, and what do you think was, I mean, that's obviously got to be one of the high moments of your career. What What else do you think was kind of like at the pinnacle of, of, of your career when it came to like either a individual standpoint or a team standpoint? intimidating guy to play against. time in the Arizona Fall League as well, because that's also kind of a different entity in its own. Yeah, so after, I think that's what kind of propelled my career a little bit, so we had a guy, a big prospect, third baseman, Don Viciedo, who was going to the Fall League, This was, so this was like 09 after my first year, and he went and got hurt, so then I filled in after like a week, and then I ended up performing really well, won the batting title there for wow. the highest average and then my buddy from Bakersfield too um, went on to get the most home runs and most RBIs so we had like kind of a triple crown from our, our hometown which is pretty cool but uh, yeah that's just you know when you go from single A ball and you're going to the fall league obviously that's like the top prospects from every team so you're facing guys that were in triple A you know the year before like guys that are going to be in the big leagues I think they say like 80, 90% of people who play in that league are 
end up making it to the major leagues. I mean, mm-hmm. that number is probably wrong, but it was something like a good percentage of people. So you're playing around the best talent you've ever played against in your life. Yeah. So it was a fun competition. And, and that, obviously, MLB just mentioned best talent you're playing against in your life. Arizona Fall League, Spring Training, Minor Leagues, College, High School. You actually got the chance to go over to Japan and play for a year as well. What was the biggest learning curve there when you had to go play pro ball in Japan? Yeah, I played two years. I got to the point where I was going up and down every year, AAA, big leagues, back down, like be there for a week, you know, go down to AAA for a month. So the opportunity presented itself a couple of years prior, but wasn't ready to make that jump. But, you know, that was probably the best experience of my life going over there and learning a new culture. Uh, it was my first time out of the country, so just taking everything in. You know, the people over there are so nice. Baseball just played a little differently, like mm-hmm. the way they strategize everything. So just kind of learning the, the way of the Japanese baseball lifestyle. Um, took a little adjustment. They just pitch way different, too, so that was one of the biggest things. Now, they always say that the balls are different, too. Are the baseballs different? Or do you guys not really care or no? Yeah, I think that's more for, like, the pitchers. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't really affect me at all. But I know some of the foreign pitchers that would go over there, the scenes would be different, the ball, different size. So it was a big adjustment for them, but not so much me. Now, with, with all of those experiences in Japan, in the big leagues, in the minor leagues, what, what would you say was your favorite ballpark to play in? That's just such a tough question. I got asked that, I think, like, a month ago, and I was thinking about it. Um, for me, so my first game, I didn't play when I got called up, was in Boston at Fenway. So that was just, like, surreal in itself, being at Fenway. So there's some of those, like, nostalgia fields, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, of course. Even in California, like, just growing up, when I'm playing the Angels, Dodgers, Giants, all those. But I don't know. I, for some reason, I really like playing in Kansas City. Interesting. I don't know if it's I had good success against them, so I like playing there. But I think that ballpark's really scenic ballpark with all the waterfalls and each ballpark. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the first ever pro ballpark that you ever played in, whether it was maybe like in high school in a tournament or a showcase or anything like that? Yeah, I played some sh- a showcase at Dodger Stadium for one of those oh, that's games. that's sweet. Yeah, so that was the first one I've ever been. I think that's the... Oh, I went to a... I did a pre-draft workout with Milwaukee and the Diamondbacks. So those were the only three fields I were on before I started playing. Wow. How many ballparks have you uh, been to, whether it was playing days, just going to a game? I think the... There's probably like five of them. The Mets and the Marlins off the top of my head. Um, yeah, there's probably like four or five fields I haven't played in. Oh, wow. So you're almost there. Just go c- catch yeah. a game. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to. So what? what's kind of like the... I don't want to call them like growing pains there, but like when you're done playing after a while, was it kind of satisfying to retire or did it felt forced for you? Um, I had the opportunity to go back to Japan or come back and, you know, do a minor league deal in the U.S., but I had a bunch of surgeries throughout playing and my body was really hurting. It was just my heart wasn't really in it Mm -hmm. as much as it needs to be for that much dedication. So I think it was was a good time for me to walk away. Now, are you still around baseball, or are you doing something completely different? No, um, nothing to do with baseball. I'll help out maybe every now and then if, like, a friend's kid or something, you know, doing something like that. But 
I work for uh, California Harvesters, which is a farm labor contractor. So in the Central Valley where I live, it's like, I forget what percent of the produce, you know, in the U.S. It's a very big farming town. So I just, I work with uh, the workers who work in the fields, um, you know, and try and get them jobs with different growers and stuff. Well, was this, um, I don't want to say a passion of reason, but did you ever have any other alternate thing that you wanted to do growing up besides baseball? No, not really. I mean, I think anyone from our town, you either go into ag- agriculture or you go into oil. Those are kind of the two big industries here in the Central Valley. My dad works for a great grower. Um, a lot of my friends, especially Cal Poly has a really good ag program too. So a lot of my friends from high school and growing up all went to Cal Poly to study ag, so... It's kind of the industry that I wanted to get in and all my friends were in. Okay, interesting. And, and again, just one more question for you. I don't want to take too much of your time here. Uh, just to end on a good note here, you held the Brett Morrell dinner and auction, I know, three years in a row, and then uh, in 2014 teamed with the League of Dreams. What went behind teaming with them, and what was that whole experience like? Yeah, they brought me in. So when I was, like I said, my many surgeries, I had a lot of physical therapy, and a guy, Tim Terrio, in town, in Bakersfield, um, started this League of Dreams, so we raised enough money through these dinners and options to build, um, like, rubber astroturf fields for people in wheelchairs, you know, to have their own league. Like, I grew up playing Little League Baseball, had a league, you know, you play every Saturday, Sunday, whatever it is, so we developed this league um, for, you know, people in wheelchairs or any other we call it ability field, not disability, right. but, um, yeah, but now they've expanded bowling leagues, basketball leagues, you know, swimming lessons, so, um, the cool thing about that is we built this field on the same grounds as where, like, I played my little league, you know, like, it was in between right. a couple fields where I grew up playing, so it's a pretty special, special thing that, um, you know, at the time, just needed to bring a little bit of attention to um, the cause and try to raise money. I wasn't really, like, too hands-on as much with the league as the other people who ran it, but just trying to bring awareness and raise enough money so none of those families had to pay for right. you know, the cost of the league or equipment or anything. We can provide that for them. Well, that's outstanding on your part, man. Very generous of you. And again, I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me here on the show. And I hope during this really, really stressful and weird time that's going on that you and your family are staying safe. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said... TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.